there and welcome back to Spilling the Paint Water. My name is Chloe Rose, but I go by Chloe Rose Art on YouTube where I make lots of artsy crafty content. So if you do enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel for more content. Today I am joined with perhaps the most anticipated guest of the season, the incredible Mariah Elizabeth. Now Mariah is the queen of the craft community with over 5.7 million subscribers. Mariah completely revolutionized the craft community with her incredible squishy makeovers and original crafty content. She's inspired countless other creatives and YouTube channels including myself and is one of the most humble people you will ever meet. You can find her on Instagram as Mariah Elizabeth Official or YouTube as Mariah Elizabeth. So let's jump right into the episode. Okay so today I am joined with the incredible Mariah. Mariah how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you so much for asking me on. Um, oh. I keep up with your videos and your channel so I saw like the original announcement you made for the podcast and I was like oh that is so cool I'm so excited to watch it but or listen to it um but I didn't consider that you would actually ask me to be a part of it so (laughs) I'm pretty excited I really appreciate that you included me in this well I am honestly you were someone that I wanted on as soon as I was thinking about it you were always on my list of people I wanted and obviously ever since I've announced it it's always been where's where's Mariah when's Mariah coming on when when is it oh really yeah guys you're like the (laughs) biggest requested person so really you absolutely are all my comments are where's Mariah you said you'd bring on Mariah and I'm like (laughs) we're all busy we gotta you know (laughs) I'm trying to get on the schedule (laughs) oh that makes me feel so happy but also like pressure I hope, you, no. I hope we don't disappoint anyone. <laughs> no, you will never disappoint. You're like the queen of the, the crafting community. Oh, thank you. You absolutely thank you. are. Thank you. You are. And I remember, when did I discover your channel? I want to say it was probably early last year. And I was surprised I'd never seen you recommended to me before. But I saw your videos and you were like instantly someone that I was just very drawn to because your videos are just edited so amazingly fun to watch i've genuinely never been so hooked on someone's channel before really wow i i genuinely i have never been so like sat there for 10 minutes straight and not realized that 10 minutes has passed because i'm someone that i have such a short attention span for videos but i could always just watch yours from start to finish without a doubt they're just so entertaining wow thank you i really appreciate i also have a very short attention span which is why <laughs> I edit like that because mm-hmm. when I'm watching videos my mind starts to wander and so yeah. yeah when I'm editing I'm like going crazy trying to make sure that the pacing is really fast and yeah. always entertaining because I know that I would want to watch something that's really fast paced Absolutely. so yeah. I- I obviously I edit as well which is why I have an even greater appreciation for the way that you edit because it's not just like oh, I'm just doing a quick voiceover or I'm just chopping this here and there it's the fact that so many times I can tell that you've as you're filming you're planning what you need to say as you're showing something or as you're doing something it's like you know exactly what you want to be saying at that time and you kind of like pre-plan for that and I honestly don't really fully even know how you do it <laughs> it's just so clever how you edit Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, there is a lot of thought that goes into it. I will say Mm -hmm. that a lot of thought and a lot of time and effort. Editing is like a big part of what I do. It's like 50% editing, 50% filming. So um, I spend many hours a week editing. And yeah, it's like something that I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. Also, it's, I don't know, I consider it kind of like an art form editing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just another part of my creative process that I take very seriously so 
That's awesome. I think it's great that you enjoy it because I used to enjoy editing and I don't anymore. And I do not edit to the degree that you do at all. Yeah, well, there are definitely parts of editing that are like really tedious and time consuming and like make you want to pull your hair out sometimes <laughs> it's it can t- it takes forever people who don't edit mm-hmm. don't understand no. how time consuming editing is it really takes a long time so definitely understand where yeah. you're coming from with that yeah yeah well for me like a quick rush edit is about eight hours i i just i i, I don't know i think it's amazing how many hours does it take you would you say um over 20 over yeah, 20 for yeah every single video yeah. some are some are more some are a little bit less but mm-hmm. yeah at least 20 hours for every single video yeah i'm not remotely surprised <laughs> um so i'll touch a bit more maybe on that later okay. on but first of all i wanted to kind of speak to you a little bit about kind of the creative community in general like you reached out to me via email mm-hmm. it was probably about a year ago now and mm-hmm. you were just saying how you wanted to like to get to know more people in the community because you're obviously so busy all the time mm-hmm. um and you've been so um kind and open to so many of people in the art community and it's obviously it's very tough to balance like you know the editing the filming and then also social media as well as trying to keep up with the whole community as a whole um do you feel that it's helpful knowing other people in the community or the creative community or the craft community do you think it's beneficial or do you think it's just it's very you know obviously it's quite time consuming (laughs) yeah so I'm not as well connected in the community as like somebody like you or uh like Jackie Nerdy Crafter she knows everyone she's she's one of the only people Mm -hmm. who's reached out to me and I talk to her you know on a regular basis but um, I am not as well connected and that's something that I, I wish I was better at. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I made more time for it. I still haven't been to like any of the events or met, you know, you guys in person ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of on my goal, you know, my goal list, uh, to, to meet up with you guys and see everyone in person. Um, but I definitely do think it's helpful. I mean, obviously from like a business perspective you could think of it like that like oh you know you can share audiences and mm-hmm. whatnot but I think it's more helpful just like kind of on a personal level um yeah. I think being a content creator can be kind of an isolating job because you're probably yeah, not gonna is- yeah you're not gonna run into anyone in your personal life who does what you do mm-hmm. and so you know, to have people who understand what you do and understand your lifestyle, like, that's really valuable. And it's nice to just have people to, like, talk to and complain with or, you know, exactly, yeah. brainstorm with. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that you don't get otherwise. So, um, yeah. yeah, definitely a helpful thing and a good thing to, to have. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think it made me feel even better. Like, when I was able to I've been to two or three YouTube events now to meet up with people and it's like so nice because I always say it's kind of like meeting up with co-workers in a sense because you can all understand each other's struggles because if you complain to people outside of your like normal family who live the life with you um it can kind of sound a bit like what are you complaining about that doesn't yeah. make sense what do you mean you your views are down I mean what are you on about you know it's just yeah I don't know yeah people definitely don't get it in general and it can be you know frustrating and you're constantly having to explain yourself and try Mm -hmm. to like help people put themselves in your shoes but yeah it's it's pretty difficult to do so it's definitely nice to have people who get it do you tell people if people ever like ask you so what do you do for a job do you tell them like outright or do you kind of "Mm, I do 
this and then kind of make stuff up in your head because oh I do gosh. that. Oh my gosh, it's that question, like my heart will go like, because I'm like, I got to think right now, do I tell them the full story? Mm-hmm. Do I make something up? Mm-hmm. And I'm not really good at just like making things up and I yeah. don't want to lie either. So mm-hmm. it's always a dilemma. You know, if I don't think that I'm going to have repeated interactions with somebody, I'll just say like, oh, I edit, I edit, I'm a video editor. And yeah. usually for like, a lot of people that's enough and they're like okay I don't really care I, I don't wanna, really want to ask like <laughs> yeah. any more questions like okay you edit videos that's fine but some people like just keep on digging and asking yeah. more so and more questions yeah like what where do you get your videos to edit and I'm mm-hmm. like mm. um I guess I have to explain this now so yeah it's always a dilemma but yeah yeah yeah. I'm what about same. you? Do you have like a go-to answer or you just wing it every time? Yeah, I wing it every time. I have been a video editor. I have been an artist. I've been a graphic designer. I've been an illustrator. <laughs> I have been a web designer because technically that's what I went to school for. So I'm like, I'm not technically lying and I kind yeah. of do that maybe a little bit. I just basically have bits and pieces of whatever I do. So I'm not technically lying, yeah. but I'm just not telling a whole truth. Like the other right. day um, on the phone, someone asked me and I was like, oh, uh, I'm an artist. Oh, so what kind of art do you make? Um, di- like digital paintings and acrylic paintings and stuff. Wow. So how did you make a job out of that? Yeah. Um, so I was just like, I put it online one day and it went from there. And they were like, okay with that. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Off yeah, it's always nice when they're like, <laughs> stop asking. And they're yeah. like satisfied. Or you get them confused enough where they're mm-hmm. like, okay. And then they just move on. <laughs> so That's always good. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's nice, the creative community in general, because I think so many other communities, the beauty community is a, is quite a mess, but I think other genres on YouTube tend to see people that make the same type of content as competition. Mm. Whereas I find the creative community more like welcoming and I don't know, I'm obviously not in the beauty community, but from what I've seen and like the gaming community, some of them get on, some of them don't, but I feel like as a whole, the creative community is like not biased but I think it's like the best (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean everyone I've talked to is really nice Mm -hmm. and yeah I definitely don't see everyone as just like competition and yeah yeah, we don't have that same kind of drama going it going Mm -hmm. on that a lot of the other communities do which I'm really grateful for because I'm really not in to drama I mean I can appreciate it from a distance. It's like, yeah. let's watch this drama happen. But yeah, I am not the one who wants to be in the drama mm-hmm. at all. So I'm grateful that we don't have that really going on. No. And you're very smart as well. You're a very, very smart businesswoman. So oh my gosh, you just what? know what you're doing. You are though. This is this is a huge business and it's, you know, you've got to be smart about your choices and things. So you are absolutely the queen of that. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like a super business, business savvy person, but thanks oh well as an outsider you definitely do um so how long have you been doing the whole creative stuff because I know you've been on YouTube for a while but Mm -hmm. I was looking back at some of your older videos um how long has it been that you've been really making the like crafty type videos um hmm I think I started kind of transitioning into like the crafty art related videos in late high school um so it's been a while how long ago was high school oh gosh like seven years seven eight years something like that um 
so yeah, that was when I started dabbling in the art thing um, with my channel. I was actually, my, my first art-related video was my Wreck This Journal flip through, mm -hmm. um, which I don't know. I think most people know what a Wreck This Journal is, maybe. Um, if you don't, it's, it's basically just like a book that has a different prompt on it on every page and the title says it all. You're basically just supposed to destroy the book and be really destructive with it. Um, I'm not a big fan of destruction, so I just <laughs> wanted to like doodle in it and use it as like art inspiration. So that's what I did. And then once I finished the book, I posted it on my channel. And that was the first thing that was even close to related to art that I posted. Mm -hmm. And um, it ended up being like one of my most popular videos which at the time is funny. I was like kind of annoyed because mm -hmm. I'm like, this isn't what I'm doing on my channel. <laughs> and now I have all these new people coming to my channel and I'm not doing art. So they're mm -hmm. like, there's nowhere to go for them. Right. So that kind of got me thinking like, well, maybe I could do more art related stuff. And um, then I just started getting excited about it. And at the same time, I was kind of like, losing steam with what I was doing, which was really stupid skits. <laughs> I mean, they're like family videos at this point, I and we still have though. fun watching them because my little brother was involved in a lot of them, and we had a blast making them, but there did come a, come a point where I was like, I'm not sure if like I really want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the art thing was just like a perfect transition for me and got like my passion back for making videos. Right. Um, and I did that all through college. Um, it was really slow and inconsistent though. Like I was very into school. That right. was my priority. So, um, I, I would go for like months and months without posting on my channel. So wow. it was a very like stretched out kind of growth. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the time I graduated college, I think I had like a hundred thousand subscribers but wow. only like ten thousand active you know they were right. like so old subscribers mm -hmm. that they weren't really watching anymore most of them right um so yeah at that point that was when like I really started taking it seriously when I graduated oh, college that's yeah. awesome did you already have like quite a big audience there before you started the crafty videos or is it once you kind of started with the reckless journal videos that it really started to get huge? um I think my audience was kind of like steady for a long time mm -hmm. throughout that because like I said, I was just so inconsistent and my videos were so far apart that I would lose subscribers and like gain subscribers and kind of at the same rate. So right. it wasn't really growing much. I don't honestly remember before I did the art videos how big my audience was. I, I, I don't remember. It was like so long ago and I'm really yeah. bad with remembering specific numbers, but it wasn't huge at all. Right. That's really cool, though. Um, I know that I've personally never seen anyone do the whole squishy thing, which is what I first found you from was the squishy. And where did the idea for that come from? Was that a thing that's been going around for a while? Or were you kind of the person that really, I mean, like, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. knowing that you could put fabric, special fabric paint on a squishy and then put like bits of foam on it and stick it and it would make a brand new squishy. I, if someone had told me that and I hadn't seen it, I'd be like, that wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah, like the so of that? Uh, I kind of built on what was already there. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like changed the process of what people were already doing. So like there was a squishy community. <laughs> like right. it doesn't really exist much anymore. I think most people have kind of fallen out of it. But there was a very small niche or niche I never know how to say that word niche um <laughs> <says> it different. <laughs> yeah of people who did these squishy videos and they were like collectors of squishies 
uh, this was way before they were like trendy and you couldn't find them in the U.S. at all. It was mostly in Asia that mm -hmm. they were trending. But there were people in the United States who got into it and were collecting them. And anyone who was doing anything creative with them, from what I saw at the time, they were buying like these really expensive, like collectible squishies and then like adding little bits of customization with them with fabric mm -hmm. paint. Um, and I saw that and I was interested in it. Um, I immediately like wanted to do something creative with these squishies because they're like always these cute characters or food themes, th theme, food themed things. <laughs> and that's like right up my alley. That's what I yeah. love so much. So I was like, yes, I love these things. Like how can I incorporate these into some sort of creative project? Um, but the, the thought of taking something like a $25, $30 squishy and painting on it, like at the time I was really broke. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's a, a lot of money for like a hunk of foam. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I ended up looking online and I found like these super cheap, ugly squishies. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, hey, this could be even better because this is going to be like me actually fixing them and making like a more dramatic transformation. And I can actually paint the entire thing and I could even cut them up and glue them and re-glue re them together in different ways. So um, yeah, I kind of built on what was already there, but I think I was the first one to really do like the full out makeover with the squishies yeah. and definitely like, I think I was the first one to change them and cut them up and reattach them in different ways. So, yeah. and then obviously it just kept on going. It was like an, an immediate like crowd favorite um yeah. and it's still going on today so yeah well there's so many like different options and so many different ways to do it and it always has such a different outcome too yeah and you've, you've created such like a trend I mean I've done it a couple of times and you know Jackie did the unmakeovers mm -hmm. that she does and there's you know other creators that like oh Mariah does this I'm gonna try this too and it's so much harder than you make it seem <laughs> It, well, it is hard. It is. It's so messy and everything mm -hmm. is gooey yeah. and things want to fall apart. I, I have so much fun watching other people try it, though. Yeah. Like, I loved your video. and <laughs> oh, yeah, it was it's, so bad. It was not bad. It was good. I don't know. I was like, I'm going to add some texture for some fur because that doesn't look smooth. So, like, oh, I'm just going to add some fur just to hide the crap parts. <laughs> that was a creative idea, though. I've actually never done that. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. I've never thought about doing it that way. But yeah, it's so much fun watching other people try it. I've definitely yeah. noticed a lot of people doing that. And yeah, I have yeah. a lot of fun watching. One of these days I want to like invite people over and like have people try it like with me and experience That'd it together. So that would be super fun. That would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mine would be terrible. <laughs> it would be so fun. And no, it wouldn't. You've done you've uh, done it twice now, right? I have. Yeah. I have. Um, I forgot. What did I do the second time? I, oh, I did a koala. No, it was a koala and I turned it into a panda. And again, I don't know what it was. I just had a really hard time making it look smooth like you do. So I was like, okay, more fur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's always an issue, getting it a smooth surface. Mm -hmm. You have to do like a ton of really thin coats and it's a lot of time and patience. So It is. I'm, I'm too impatient for crafts. I've decided. I'm, I just don't have the patience for it. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely not. But you have the patience to do like these super detailed paintings. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, most of my paintings that I make in my videos are only a couple of hours. Um, sometimes if that, the one I just recently made was an eight hour painting. So that for mm -hmm. me was like, wow, that was, that was good. And I used to spend, you know, weeks 
doing a digital painting that ended up taking me probably a total of around 20 hours um but obviously it's just not sustainable in every single video because i just got burnt out so easily so now i go down to like a couple hours painting but then of course you have people saying well how come you used to make stuff like this but now you make this this is bad don't you you love that don't you love that yeah it's great yeah do you prefer to work that way like on quicker projects or do you feel limited by that um i definitely feel limited because um i mean in in a sense it's nice because i'm making more um when i used to not make videos i used to spend so long on pieces so i'd be really really proud of them or really happy with how they turned out well i'd still criticize and pick them apart like crazy but still i was happier with them um but i used to make maybe 10 things a year that way versus now i'm making something every single week that it's just i don't know it's nice to be making more but at the same time i would like to spend more outside of youtube doing things but then i feel guilty for not filming Mm-hmm. myself making things do you ever do like fun projects behind the scenes for yourself I, I do it's a completely different experience doing something on your own not filming it than it is you know yeah. having to worry about creating the entire video for it like um I actually paint squishies with my mom sometimes oh, that's and so she, sweet. yeah and she's always like don't you do this enough? Like, are, are you tired of this? Like, do you not want to do this? And I'm like, no, this is still really fun for me. And, you know, it is so different not worrying about the camera and all of that. It's really, yeah. you know, quite a bit more relaxing. Mm-hmm. So I do find time to do like little creative projects on the side. And that's good. Yeah, it's art is still like my way to relax. It is good. my work, but it's still my way to relax. And I still um, have a lot of fun with it. And that's something that's like, really important to me and has been the whole time like to keep art fun and not worry so much about like you got to make it better you got to make it as good as so and so you know I don't I'm very hard on myself in a lot of areas but with art I'm like I don't want to ruin it I don't want to be so hard on myself in that area I really want to keep it fun and just enjoy it and not yeah not put so much pressure to do better all the time yeah oh I like that actually because art was always my hobby before it was my job mm-hmm. and I've kind of lost my love for it a little bit so I need to mm. find a way to get it back because yeah I think maybe if I do more projects outside of, of filming that I'd probably just appreciate it more like I love to sit with my iPad and draw sometimes yeah um that's something I do enjoy so yeah didn't you come from digital painting you like I you did. started how was that transition because I never did digital painting Mm -hmm. until recently and it's like I feel like going from like the messiness of real painting or traditional painting Mm -hmm. um to digital painting is like I don't know digital painting is just so cool and it's so neat and everything is so compact (laughs) and everything's right there and there's all these (laughs) yeah and you can like the undo tool is like Uh everything I wish we had that in traditional but how is it going from digital to like the messiness of traditional Oh, well, um, I started doing digital painting when I was about 16 mm-hmm. and I did it because I used to play a game called Small Worlds and you'd like make these canvases and you'd like earn currency in the game if someone wanted to buy the painting. And there was these like incredible artists that would make these like flawless paintings and you were limited to like a thousand strokes. So you'd have to like basically do as much as you could without lifting your pen. And I used my touchpad for a very long time. So I did that. And I may ended up a few years later making a couple of digital painting videos. And 
I enjoyed it, but then I found people that did traditional art where I could see their hands, where I could see them was far more enjoyable for me personally to watch. Mm. Um, So I was like, well, YouTube and the art side of things is going, you know, it's going pretty decently at the moment, but I can't really maintain that if it's constantly on a screen. So um, I was like, okay, I pretty much just need to teach myself. And I tried an acrylic painting. It was horrible. It looked so bad. This was... (sighs) I don't know how many years ago was this probably like seven years ago it was so 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 bad um thinking about it it was probably oil paints not acrylic paints but anyway it was still really really bad (laughs) um and I basically had to teach myself to do traditional painting because I'd never done it before and that was about five years ago I think the first time I did it four or five years ago Probably about five years ago now. I forget it's 2020. Still like 2017 in my mind. But uh, yeah, it was it was difficult because it was so different. And for a long time, I kept like, oh, I need to, to control Z and do that. And then I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, see, that's what I was wondering. Like, you're yeah. so used to these like little hacks in digital painting that you don't have that. There's no way to exactly. make that work in traditional. New layers. So. Layers, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's such a, I'm impressed that you made that transition though so well. And like, you've only been doing it for what you said, five years, like, yeah, about five years. Yeah. 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 Thank you. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely a weird transition. I know people that start traditional and go to digital find it such a strange, like difference in, Mm -hmm. you know, creating, but, um, I know a lot of people like the simplicity of digital painting because it's no mess. And that's something I really miss is the lack of mess because I am the messiest painter ever. Uh, it's always, well, it's literally all over my desk as I look around right now. Is I just get it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's like uncontrollable, especially when you're mm-hmm. trying to do multiple things at once. Like you're not just focusing on painting, but you're focusing mm-hmm. on filming and your lighting. Exactly. And there's all this stuff around you that you have to keep track of. So yeah, everything gets covered in paint. That's yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> unavoidable. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so digital painting wise, have you been using that is that something you think you'd maybe use in videos at some point, like solely a digital painting related video? Or do you think that's just more of a, that's that helps me kind of visualize what I'm actually going to physically do? Right. Um, I have incorporated like a little bit of it in my mm-hmm. videos already, like just mm-hmm. dabbling with it. Um, kind of how you explain like watching traditional painting on physical objects is like more interesting for a video so it's hard to think of a way to dedicate a whole video to a digital painting I would like to do something more with it in the future because I definitely am having fun with it but for right now it's really just something that I'm doing like in my free time you know I can take it anywhere with me and you know paint or draw digitally um whenever I feel like it whenever I have an idea so it's it's just been like a source of relaxation for me up to this point but yeah I would like to incorporate it more it's just kind of a tricky thing to incorporate yeah definitely um what would you say a little bit off topic but what what would you say has been the coolest thing to happen to you in your YouTube career so far oh the coolest thing yeah um I I think I'm a I'm a simple person okay (laughs) like I like the little things, mm-hmm. you know, and I really appreciate kind of like day to day little things, you know, like I think it's really cool just to get up and do what I want to do, you know, yeah. and work on these little projects that I want to work on. And so yeah. I think that's kind of a lame answer, but 
just like the day-to-day satisfaction of getting to do what I love doing is the coolest thing for me. Um, If I had to pick something, um, I did have a a sponsored video by Elmer's at one point. And they did a, they created like this six foot by six foot canvas for me. Um, It was a big paint by number and it was like completely custom for me. They designed it. They put my logo on it. And seeing that in person for the first time, I remember that being just like, oh, wow, like this is really crazy that this huge company like took the time to design something for me. And now I'm using it. And it's like it was just huge. And I was very overwhelmed at that moment like wow this is kind of like a real thing and yeah so that was a cool that was a cool moment now i've just cut out meat from my diet and i have hated fruit my entire life i've also dealt with acid reflux since i was 16 so to try to find multivitamins to fill in any gaps in my nutrition isn't always easy usually they don't fulfill my needs or end up getting reflux from them so i recently learned about a brand called ritual who are sponsoring today's episode ritual vitamins or vitamins are vegan non-gmo gluten-free and allergy-free there are zero fillers colorants or shady additives you find in other multivitamins not only are these scientists and nutritionists recommended but they fill in nine nutrient gaps in your diet. Another thing that is very beneficial to me is the fact they are delayed release designed, which means they dissolve later in less sensitive parts of your stomach. And as someone who has dealt with acid reflux since I was 16, that is perfect for me. They're available for women, men, and teens, as well as their best-selling prenatal vitamins. They're delivered straight to your door every single month with always free shipping. So if you'd like to try Ritual for yourself, they are offering my listeners a 10% off during your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash paintwater to try them for yourself. Was that quite a defining moment for you where you kind of like, wow, I actually like, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing pretty well. This is like a thing. Wow. I think there have been several of those moments because Mm -hmm. it's easy to just like, I mean, I work in my basement, you know, and half the time I'm in my pajamas. Like Mm -hmm. I only have to get dressed from the top (laughs) up, you know, like I'm in my pajama (laughs) pants like half the time. So it's easy to forget like what is actually going on you know, like there mm-hmm. are millions of people watching you like that's easy to forget so yeah there have been a couple moments where it's like wow like this is kind of crazy like meeting somebody in the f- for the first time that watches my video in public yeah. that that was kind of a moment like oh like somebody just recognized me that yeah. that's crazy so I think there have been several of those yeah. that yeah Oh, do you get that a lot I mean obviously not this you've not really been out and if you have you've probably been wearing a mask but like in general do you get that are you overwhelmed every time you go out with people or is it just kind of every so often definitely not overwhelmed I Mm -hmm. you know I don't that's nice though yeah yeah it's it's not every time I go out uh, Mm -hmm. not even close and it's definitely more likely like if I'm traveling or if I'm in a more busy place Mm -hmm. it probably will happen Mm -hmm. um in that scenario but if I'm just like doing something really low-key like going to the grocery store I think mm-hmm. I blend in you know I'm not like <laughs> this like rem- you know like, in your I, face I, or anything yeah I just yeah. like pretty standard looking person and I I think I'm you know we're just going about my business in the grocery store people aren't really paying much attention to me so yeah. that's nice but um I have gotten a little bit more used to it and a little bit more comfortable with it because it has happened enough where it's like I'm not shocked anymore yeah um I do prefer when people actually come up and say hi yeah as opposed to just like 
I saw staring. you with a message. No, they just like stare. Oh, stare. Oh, and no. like oh, whisper. And it's like, it's obvious that you're talking about me. A lot of people will like get out their phones and like, they'll oh, be like, oh no. But like <laughs> cross comparing to make sure that they got the right one. And I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> I, I feel like a zoo animal right now. Like oh, if you want to like, talk, like come say hi or like, yeah. just, you know. Oh no, what like, do I do? This is yeah, <laughs> it is. It is really weird. So that situation, I don't really mm-hmm. like that much. Um, it makes me feel uncomfortable, obviously, mm-hmm. to just be stared at and talked about. But yeah. if somebody wants to come and say hi, like that's fine. It's yeah. it's exciting to meet people in person. Aww. So yeah. I had a funny one once where, um, and again, this does not happen very often. It's normally like if I'm on vacation or I go to like, you know, on holiday to Disney or Universal, it's happened a couple of times. And I got home or I got back to where we were staying and someone had messaged me and said, uh, I saw you um, at Universal earlier. Sorry, my mom was yelling, uh, but I, I, she wanted a butter beer, but I wanted to come and say hi. And I was like, I don't know <laughs> I'm sorry my mom was yelling and I, yeah. I I don't know who who it was I didn't hear anyone yelling wherever I was um I don't know I just always feel like I have to watch what I say and I'm by no means like a big YouTuber at any means but I always worry that I'm I get grumpy sometimes and I can mm-hmm. I can complain a good you know sometimes if something's you know frustrated me when I'm out mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like oh I hope no one heard that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely does keep you on your toes yeah. and yeah you gotta watch out for that and make sure you're not grumping around too much but <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> oh well um again a bit of a change of topic again but um do you ever get burned out is so that something you ever deal with i in my mind burnout is not just like oh i'm tired mm-hmm. you know it's like a kind of sustained exhaustion yeah. and like a loss of motivation or like I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing I don't think that I've reached burnout yet um at any point I think I've I've definitely been exhausted I've Mm -hmm. definitely been tired I've definitely gotten to a point many times where I'm like oh my gosh am I gonna finish this video like I'm so tired I don't know if I can do it but as soon as I go to sleep and wake up the next morning I'm like I'm good to go you know I'm fine I'm energized again I'm ready to do what I gotta do and I'm excited so right I yeah I haven't hit burnout um I know it's a real thing it's obviously Mm -hmm. something we hear about a lot with creators and it's something that I'm honestly kind of scared of and I'm like Mm -hmm. hyper aware of because I know once you get to that point of burnout it's kind of hard to get like dig yourself out of that hole and so I do my best to be proactive and try to like actively avoid getting to that point um I think having a lot of variety in my schedule helps and like being yes. able to switch between filming and editing, being able to do different types of videos helps. Um, and also I really just make videos that I want to make, you right. know, like I don't force myself to do something that I don't want to do. Um, right. Of course I want to take into consideration what the audience wants. That's important, mm-hmm. but I'm not just going to listen to what they want all the time. If it's right. like not what I feel like doing because in a backwards way I'm looking out for them you know like if I'm not enjoying it you guys aren't going to enjoy it and I'm going to be burned out and I'm not going to want to do this anymore and then it's not good for anyone so 
I definitely am like really protective about like I want to keep my passion for this and I want to keep my energy up so I'm not right. going to do anything that's just like super draining for me yeah um I'll only do stuff that I'm excited about so well, that's I think good. that that yeah that helps definitely. kind of avoid getting to that place yeah, I was going to uh, ask you, actually, if there was ever any kind of immense pressure to keep up with a certain kind of content, because I know for me personally, um, and it's the same for a few of my friends as well, once we ever kind of stray from a certain type of video, people aren't anywhere near as interested. And there's been videos I've made before where it's like solely what I would like to make and it never does anywhere near as well. So it's hmm. always kind of that balancing act of, okay, well, I've got to make something that I want to make. So I always make sure that I do, but... It also always has to be something that I know someone is going to want to watch at the same time. Um, so for me, it's always like a juggling act. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to enjoy that. Not as much as I would maybe that, but I know my audience won't enjoy that quite as much. So I've got to do a bit of balance of both. Did you ever kind of have a stage where you felt that way and you were just like, screw it, I'm just going to make 100% what I, what I want to make while also taking that, you know, obviously into consideration, but it has to be what I love doing. And maybe that's kind of why... Um, you're so good at not, you know, getting burnt out. I mean, there are some cases where like, for instance, the Squishy Makeover series, that was what really propelled my channel. Mm -hmm. And when it did start boosting my channel a lot, I was doing them more frequently. Right. And so I did see some like some pushback when I started lessening that and focusing more on other things because I right. felt like, you know, I don't want to like pigeonhole myself. I don't want to only be focusing on this one series because I want variety in my life and I want yeah. variety on my channel so um I did definitely get like some oh why aren't you doing the squishy videos as much anymore mm -hmm. like that's what we're here for definitely saw a lot of that and honestly you just have to kind of like well sorry this yep. is what's going to work best just trust mm -hmm. me long term this yeah. is going to work out better so you yeah. gotta just you know trust that you're making the right decision and you know realize you can't please everyone, which is hard because by nature, I'm a people pleaser. Like yeah. I want everyone to be happy. And that's something that is difficult with doing this for me because yeah. I just, I crave harmony. Like I want yeah. to make every person happy and it's just impossible. So it is impossible. yeah, you have to let go of that and just realize like, you know, you know what's best, do what's best. And most people will be okay with it most yeah. likely. So that's awesome advice. I think a lot of your audience too is just there for you because you're so entertaining and I feel like you could just literally paint, I don't know, a door handle and people just be fascinated. <laughs> I mean, I think you, did you do that once? I feel like you might have done that once. No, so I haven't. No, I haven't painted a door handle. <laughs> door idea. That's next week. No, yep. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think a lot of it is in, again, the editing and your personality as well. And do you find it's kind of, because obviously you do all of the like all of the editing yourself and a lot of creators who do this full time like big creators like yourself tend to have you know editors and even I've been like considering an editor Jazz has said to me that I need to get an editor because he's got an editor mm -hmm. but your videos are like impossible to hand over to an editor to, to do what you do it just be it wouldn't be Mariah anymore because you couldn't be like delegating right this is exactly what I need to say then because you need to sit through the footage yeah so you know yeah it, I think it would be pretty impossible to yeah. completely push the editing off. I mean, I could do it. It would have to change a lot. Yeah. Like, I think I would have to completely change my process and mm -hmm. it would definitely change the style of everything. Yeah. And since it is something that I enjoy doing, mm -hmm. 
I'm just going to keep doing it. You know, I think that, you know, everyone has to kind of figure out what works for them. And if Mm -hmm. editing isn't that important to you and you can save time and you can save energy, then by all means, like get an editor, you know, Mm -hmm. if if you can. I I think that's great. But Mm -hmm. yeah, for me, I think I just like doing it and it's something that saves my sanity. So I'm going to I'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, good. Do you um, have like a strict schedule of what you do each week, right? This is my upload day. So this day I'm going to film this, this day I'm going to do this. And then do you like stick to it exactly? Or, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Do you end up sticking to a fairly strict schedule? But then obviously you said you can move things around if you want to, but mm-hmm. do you ever find it hard to stick to a schedule? Or, because obviously working for yourself, it's very, you don't have anyone to answer to. So, right. you know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I used to think that one of the big advantages of being self-employed is like, oh, I can work whenever I want and I can like take the whole morning off and then Mm -hmm. just like work the evening, you know, but I found that doing it that way actually is more limiting and you end up being like the time that you have off is less satisfying because you end up procrastinating and when you're procrastinating, you're not actually enjoying your time. You're just sitting there like, Oh, I should be working, but I'm not, you know, so yeah. I've actually found that having a more rigid schedule is a lot more helpful for me mm-hmm. and keeps my energy up and the time that I have off, I can actually relax. So I do like get up at the same time every morning. I'm up by seven every morning. Wow. And I mean, it's not like super early. I know a lot of people have to get up earlier, but I am not a morning person at all. So it Neither does take... Neither am I. That's early to me. I'm like, oh, Yeah, <laughs> like naturally I want to roll out of bed at 10 and then mm-hmm. like stay up super late, but it just works out so much better like lifestyle wise to yeah. actually get your butt out of bed mm-hmm. at the same time, get to work at the same time, and then you can end earlier and you can actually have some quality time off. Yeah. So in that way, I do have a very rigid schedule, but right. um, every week is different as far as like the filming and the editing schedule. Like I plan it all in advance. Right. Um, I'm a big list person, so yeah. I write down like Monday, do this and this and this and this. Tuesday, mm-hmm. do this. and it's different every week, but I plan it out in advance every week. And do I stick to it always? Mm something always goes wrong (laughs) yeah something always takes longer than it should or there's always a problem you know so uh, unexpected things happen um so yeah i all every week i have to move something around but for the most part you know i do stick to it um i do get my video out every friday and have without fail for the bots like three years so that's amazing um, yeah yeah so I get it done somehow but yeah for sure there are times when I have to work like extra late or something has gone wrong yeah (laughs) do you have like you said you're a big list person do you have like a giant list of video ideas or you you just kind of oh yes yeah yes at all times I have a running list of ideas um and then I'm just like adding to it constantly I always have so many ideas that I like don't get around to and yeah yeah, I, I have a lot of ideas that I want to do um, in the future, and some of them have been sitting on there for, like, years, and I yeah. still haven't gotten around to, but yeah, I definitely like keeping a list. Do you do that? I do. Mine's normally on my phone or something, and mm-hmm. I usually kind of don't plan on which week I'm going to do it. I'm just like, okay, which do I feel like doing this week? I could do that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's been increasingly more difficult to make some of the videos that I want to make because... Um, I used to make a lot of testing art hack videos. That was a, a 
big thing for me, like when my channel was really starting to grow was the testing art hack videos. They did really well for me. Um, and I kind of went off of them a little bit, but every time I do them, people, you know, seem to still enjoy them. But I often need stupid stuff like little paper clips or little pieces of cork board. And I, I can't just go out to get that. So now I have to either spend an extortionate amount of money for like 5 million paper clips on Amazon and wait for them to arrive. <laughs> or, you know, it, it just makes it more difficult. So it's been, it's been tough trying to figure out ways to do it this year. But um, yeah, I'm just like, do I feel like doing that video idea this week? No. Okay, I'll do the other one. <laughs> well, that's good. You should yeah. do that because you are, at the end of the day, you are in charge and mm -hmm. it is your thing. And if you're not feeling it, then you should be able to switch it up and don't like beat yourself up if mm -hmm. you don't stick to a plan, you know. Definitely. Um, do you have like weekends off? Like do you have, try to not work I, on weekends? I try to. Um, mm -hmm. Sundays I do take off um, because I, I usually go to my parents' house. Yeah. Um, at some point on a Sunday and like um, family is really important to me. I definitely yeah, like I like tell. to make time for my family and spend time with them, you know, uninterrupted without any work stuff coming in. So, um, yeah, I do make an effort to to get some time off, um, especially on Sundays and nice. spend some time with my parents, and my brother. Oh, that's so nice. I always my weekends. I, I sometimes work certain weekends depending on what I have to do that you know, the next week, because I normally upload Wednesdays, so I normally start, like, the end of the week, but um, I always, I like what you were saying about how you have to kind of mentally take care of yourself and have time off, because it's important. I always, my mum always told me to just not work really, really late, so mm. it's been a while now since I've worked super, super late. Sometimes I'll go to maybe 1am if I really have to edit, but it's been rare that I do that, and I could never just pull an all-nighter anymore. I think it's so important to, like, look after yourself. yeah. Definitely. I went yeah. through a phase, like like I said, after I graduated college was when I really took this seriously. Mm -hmm. I put so much pressure on myself because, um, you know, I was married. I got married really young, 19. Mm -hmm. And um, so we were young, married and broke. And <laughs> this is something that I really wanted to do, but I wasn't making hardly anything at that point. So mm -hmm. I felt really guilty, like, putting so much pressure on my husband to support us and you know we were struggling and I was like oh like I need to make this work ASAP um, and I gave myself one year to make it work and if it mm -hmm. didn't work in the year then I was gonna have to like find something else I'm not gonna yeah. like continue to put all the pressure on him um, so yeah wait where was I going with that what was the original question that you asked? Um, it was about oh gosh my brain's gone blank now it was about oh taking time for yourself and your family and stuff. Right. So during that phase, mm -hmm. I went nuts. Like I was working such an unhealthy amount. Like I was pulling multiple all-nighters a week mm -hmm. just to get like as much work done as possible. And it's yeah. like, it's over now. So I feel like, oh, well, it I got it done. I got mm -hmm. it done and it worked out. But yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't no. recommend it. It was, it was a lot of work and I do have uh, – a large capacity for work like I am borderline work like workaholic mm -hmm. I can work really hard um so I it shows. felt I felt okay about it and I got through it and I was like not even you know I still have ha had energy for what I was doing yeah. but yeah it's definitely not the best way to go about it no. and I don't pull the all-nighters anymore um no. so yeah I definitely try to stop at a reasonable time and I think that's really important for 
your sanity and for the people around you too, you yeah. know, making time for the people around you. So Definitely. Well, alongside that, what would be like the biggest piece of advice you could give to people that are wanting to get into um, crafting or content creation? Um, obviously, other than the obvious we've talked about, you know, would there be any advice that you could give people? Or do you think that YouTube's kind of a thing now that it's just gone a bit too far for unless you're doing crazy video ideas because they're so popular now in the, the art community. Do you think it's a bit difficult to get into mm. now? Or what kind of what advice would you give? I know that's a weird question. <laughs> yeah, no, things have changed and things are a lot more competitive now. Yeah. And like even the difference between when I really like three, three, four years ago compared to now is different. Mm -hmm. Like I see all these channels now that are completely dedicated to like YouTube advice and growing your yeah. channel. I don't know if those were around four years ago but mm -hmm. I never saw anything like that you no. know I felt like that wasn't as common and so yeah. now I feel like people who are starting out know so much more than I knew I had to like yeah. really struggle Learn to figure it. these things out and now it's like common knowledge almost you mm -hmm. know um so the baseline is like raising up higher and higher yeah. and I think that makes it more difficult um to get into but I don't think that it's impossible um mm -hmm. What advice would I have? I'm trying to think of some advice that's not like super cliche, like, oh, post <laughs> consistently. Like, yeah. yeah, that's something we hear all the time. Um, I think I think something that's important is to really pay attention to how you consume content um, and like, you know, go around YouTube, watch videos and pay attention to like your behavior when you watch videos. That's something that I really focused on when I, like I was that. trying to grow my channel. Like, why are you clicking off after 30 seconds? Why are you hitting the like, the like button? Is it because somebody told you or is it something mm -hmm. else that motivated you? You know, like paying attention to your habits and what you appreciate about other people's content. And then you can assume that you're not that unique. You know, you probably yeah. have pretty similar habits to other people. Mm -hmm. So then you can kind of figure out how to, um, you know, add those things into your own content and make your own content better and make Absolutely. content that you want to see make the type of content that you want to watch that is very good advice that's why i'm so inspired by your channel i was kind of like very very starstruck when i when you emailed me that time because i was like i love her videos really so much. Oh. yeah i was showing my friend hannah your videos at vidcon like last year i was like look at this girl's videos they're so good this is her name's mariah elizabeth i'm pretty sure you hadn't emailed me at that point but i was just like showing her we were sat on the bed and i was showing her and she's like damn she's really good and i was like i know right Oh, I just, I, yeah, I, I take so on inspiration nice. from you. you. You're well, I emailed you because I loved your content Aww. and I love your sense of humor and oh, you. your videos are very entertaining to watch as thank well. You. So, you know, that's why I reached out to you in the first place. I just Aww, really appreciated you. what you did. So thank you. I need to, I need to be better at planning. That's one thing I'm not very good at is scheduling my time and planning things. So I've definitely learned some things from you today, which I appreciate. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure other people listen thank you. have to. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to I want to put more time and, and energy into my editing a little bit more. I tried this past week, but I, it's still not to the point that I want it to be. Um, but yeah, I've got some ideas. I just need to I need to be better with my schedule, probably in the new year because Christmas time and I'm always, oh, yeah. like busy then. <laughs> yeah. Um. So again, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I would love to kind of hear about the process because you've released your own kind of wreck it journal but your your version of it mm. and it's really awesome and also you've just released a bunch of squishies and hoodies and different t-shirts and stuff all based on characters that you've made mm -hmm. 
I'd love to hear about how you go about the process of, right, this is what I want to make. Is it someone reaching out to you that sorts all that out? Or do you reach out to other people? Or do you research? I'm just curious about that whole process. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it, we've gone through different like phases of, of how things come about. For the book, that was completely self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did that completely on my own. Wow, um, that's amazing. I designed it on my own. I formatted it on my own and published it on my own. So wow. that was just a completely independent project. Um, and then I've also done the the Pickle Plush, which was the first yep. like big product that I ever launched. And that was also completely not on my own but on our own my husband Mm -hmm. actually helps with a lot of the business side of things and um coordinating a lot of the logistics for that Mm -hmm. so um we had to find the manufacturer reach out to the manufacturer send them the the idea Mm -hmm. go through the rounds of revisions and get sampling done and all that um and then we actually did fulfill it on our own as well wow. um in my parents basement oh my gosh it was crazy had so many packages oh my gosh it was crazy um my mom worked her butt off fulfilling oh. these things i mean she wanted to do it yeah. Uh, but yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot and it was a full family effort getting that oh. launch done um and then you know after that we were like well this probably isn't sustainable and mm-hmm. we're just going to be limiting ourselves to continue mm-hmm. doing it this way so you know now we don't fulfill things anymore ourselves we right. we go through a fulfillment center and Definitely. um stuff like that so now the process is a little bit different now but it's still the same like you know the design starts with whatever i create on my channel and that's like half the battle yeah. and then we use that for the inspiration for the for the um, merchandise we've tried to figure out like what is the audience gonna like what am i gonna like what am i interested in and then pick out some products get some samples and go from there the long process of going back and forth and changing every little detail and making all these little petty edits that probably drive everyone crazy (laughs) like i've literally sent back edits like um can we move that one sprinkle to the right please (laughs) like i make (laughs) the most petty edits and i feel like it's gotta be right yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be right so and then there's the whole you know launching process and um promoting it and then Mm -hmm. doing the photo shoots which has been like a recent thing my dad actually takes the photos really oh that's so sweet yeah and he loves photography and we have uh-huh. so much fun taking those photos. It's, I've never been like the type of person who likes really taking photos of myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't Same. like the selfies or anything like that. But um, up to before like this new wave of merchandise, I was always taking my own promotional photos and it was uh-huh. so frustrating like trying yeah. to take photos of yourself. So it's just been like a huge weight lifted off um, yeah. having help with that and it feels like a celebration, you know, of the products, yeah. like taking these fun photos. So yeah, Definitely. it's been, it's been fun. That's awesome. Your dad's got a lot of talent because I was thinking how professional they look. I was like, maybe she got a professional photographer or maybe her husband's like a photographer or something yeah. like that. They're really good. No, he is good. He is good. Yeah. And he's creative about, you know, coming up with like little ideas for, you know, themes and different locations yeah. that we can go to to take the photo. So it's, yeah, it's been really fun. That's so sweet. My, my family's the same, especially my mum. Whenever I'm selling prints or anything, she's, you know, sat at the table, like doing all fulfilling it, helping me with it. Mm-hmm. I think um, I'm very fortunate for that. Do you think your family's like a big reason why, you know, 
you are where you are and like you're so humble I mean you're doing so incredibly well for yourself you're you know you're amazing uh I'm not trying like to your horn or anything but you are you know you're so you're so humble for what you've got um you know there's creators out there that have you know what you have and they're just so far up the butts you know (laughs) you're just so humble and I'm guessing that's obviously you know the way you've been raised and obviously you as well as a person yeah well I think I can't really take full credit for it you know that's how I feel because yeah my family is a huge advantage that not everyone has Mm -hmm. you know not everyone has like a super solid support structure or people around them who are like no you can do it like you're good you you you're doing well you know keep on going and that's like that's a huge thing um and I've had that you know my whole life my parents have been super supportive of me so um yeah, I, I do credit them a lot for anything that I get accomplished because who knows where I'd be if I like was really discouraged and didn't have anyone to pick me up and yeah. push me, you know, to keep on going. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was there was a point where when I was in school, I hated what I was doing and I was like I I really hate what I'm doing I need to find something a bit different so I found like a got an interview for a job for something that was like I don't know designing print like little illustrations for like printed fabric or something and I was doing computer science it wasn't something that I wasn't in school for art I was like I've got to do something art related and my mum was like don't go for that in my opinion don't go for that job just keep at YouTube my channel hadn't really grown at this point she's like just keep at it for another year kind of like you said for another year mm-hmm. give it just give it a try I'm okay with you staying at home you don't need to go to work right now just just for a year just give it give it a go you know because you'll regret it if you don't so I did and it kind of went from there so I like to hear that that was similar yeah for you too. yeah that's awesome yeah. that's awesome that you had that support and encouragement and it, it, yeah. it really is huge yeah definitely well um I don't want to take up too much of your time but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions I was getting my phone up here ready okay (laughs) so someone here is asking for each video or for your art supplies do you have to spend a lot of money for each of your videos in order to like you know get them how you want them um I don't know not not a ton I mean I do go through a lot of paint yeah but um not compared to a lot of people you know there's a lot of people who do some crazy things on youtube and so Mm -hmm. i feel weird like complaining like oh it's so expensive when i see other people who like really go all out (laughs) yeah it is yeah i spend a lot of money on paint we'll we'll say that but um uh yeah it's it's not like too much it's not it's not a crazy amount it's not an overwhelming amount um and I this is my job so I don't really feel bad about spending money on paint or supplies like yeah you gotta invest in what you're doing or else you're not going to be able to continue to do it so Mm -hmm. it's not something I have guilt over or I really like worry about but yeah it does get expensive with yeah having a constant stream of like oh I got to get the paint I got to get the thing that I'm Mm -hmm. painting on I got to yeah, I am constantly shopping for supplies. I'm the same. I'm like, okay, this tube of paint is like 12 bucks. But then I have to remember that I'm going to use it in multiple yeah. years because at least it kind of lasts. Yeah. And also, like, for us, it is like a business expense. So mm-hmm. at least you don't have to, like, you know, the tax side of things, it's not so bad. And if we yeah. were, like, an office, we'd have to buy staplers or, like, you know, yeah. paper and that type of thing. So totally, that's really good. Do you ever worry about how other adults may look at you based on the content you make? Um, 
That's a good question. Yeah, because I I have such a fun kind of cutesy style mm-hmm. of art and um you know, rainbows and sprinkles. Some people may <laughs> not think that it's the most mature thing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't see it that way. Um no. Because I don't think that maturity is really based on whether or not you like rainbows. (laughs) You know, maturity is a lot more than that. It's, you know, how responsible you are and how, you know, if you can make selfless decisions and stuff like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't see it that way. So I just kind of, if I do get worried about that or if I do have other adults kind of judging me for it, which I do, um, I I just kind of They're just not fun. Yeah, I just kind of have to (laughs) tell myself, well, you know what? I'm having a lot of fun with this yeah. and this is genuinely what I want to do and you know it's it's not worth it to kind of like change myself just to be more like what's typical you know so you and there are a lot of you. adults who are the same way and so mm-hmm. that's also an encouragement like I get so many messages from people like, oh, you gave me the confidence to like what I like and Mm -hmm. not worry about what other people tell me. And so that kind of keeps me encouraged and motivated. I think that's what people like about you too is because you are very unique in that way. You're very, you make people feel good about what they enjoy. Things that maybe a few years ago, people would have been like, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed to really enjoy Mm -hmm. that. But you make it, you know, really, really fun. And um I don't know, I think that's just why you're doing so well because you are just so unique. And it's not, I feel like our generation is more accepting. I mean, I have Mickey Mm -hmm. ears on my wall. I think our generation is just more accepting that you can enjoy the things you enjoyed as a kid. It doesn't mean you're any less of an adult, but we're just, we're kind of not having to worry about what other people are thinking because it's more accepted versus like my mum had, well, next year would have had two kids at my age. So, you know, it's just nice that... Yeah, for sure. Accepting. For sure, our generation has changed a little bit with Definitely. that. And I think we're we're on the same page. It's, it's, it is the older generation usually mm-hmm. that is like, grow exactly. up, you know? Yeah. But And it, that's hard for me because I do have a lot of respect for people who are older than me yeah. and, and know more than me. But in that area, I'm like, mm. You, you may be a little off on this yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So uh, if you just want to let everyone know what, what your social media is, if anyone for some reason is listening and not already following you, you need to sure. go follow her. <laughs> um, well, I'm Mariah Elizabeth on YouTube. I am Mariah Elizabeth official on Instagram. Um uh, I don't have that many social media, I guess. Um, I'm really bad at social media, so uh, we'll just stick with those. Oh, okay. I'm me, Mariah Elizabeth, on TikTok. That's right. Oh, I need right? to follow that. I need to follow that. Let me double check that, actually. Okay. I need to follow you. I didn't know you had TikTok. Yes, me.mariah.elizabeth. That's my TikTok handle. Cool. I'm going to follow. Oh, you're following me already cool (laughs) you're only following 14 people i mean i'm very i'm very honored (laughs) i'm more self-conscious now my tiktoks are crap (laughs) oh so is mine i'm working on it but it's it's there's a lot to keep track of i can't keep up with everything yeah yeah Yeah. i'm not the best at other social (laughs) media so well thank you to everyone listening today um thank you again mariah for joining us in this episode really appreciate you taking the time out because i know you're very busy Absolutely. It was fun. And again, I appreciate you asking me on. Really excited to have been included.
Well, thank you once again. Really appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Thank you again to Mariah and see you in the next episode. Bye.